ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, ironoverload.io hardcore episode 65 today we're going to talk about top five steroids in 2023 exposed so top five steroids we're going to talk about there was a poll done by a major steroid source and they polled their customers and they polled other people as well not just their customers and they found out what were the top five steroids used so we're going to talk about them and we're going to explain why they were the top five steroids and their benefits and why people are choosing them. So number one on the list, Momster, and number two on the list. Number one was testosterone enanthate. Number two was testosterone sipinate. So we're kind of gonna gonna talk about both of them kind of linked. Now, in terms of the differences between the two, the testosterone has so many different esters out there. You've got propanate. You've got even testosterone without an ester, which is suspension. You've got a long decanate ester with testosterone you've got all kinds of you've got sustenon which is a blend of four different testosterone esters you've got phenylpropionate so there's different ones you have iso so there's different testosterone esters but the two most popular are going to be test e and test sip and the reason they're they're so popular is that they're using testosterone replacement therapy in america so that's what doctor is going to prescribe you. If you go to a clinic or you go to an endocrinologist or urinologist, whatever, and they prescribe, prescribe you testosterone replacement therapy, they're going to be either, it's going to be testosterone E or testosterone SIP. Another thing is too, a lot of people like to use testosterone in their cycles. They call it, I need a test base. You know, Momster and I don't agree that you need a test base, but a lot of people nope. think nope. you need a test base. So they'll use a test base. It'll be either E and SIP. What are the advantages? They both have similar half-lives. I've seen numbers from four or five days up to 10 or 12 days. All right. Yeah. So it depends on what source of information you're looking at. I've seen pharmaceutical companies put out testosterone and they'll have it at seven days, eight days, 10 days, 11 days, 12 days. It just depends. So we're not going to get into an argument as to no. what the half-life is, but basically you can inject it once a week or even once every two weeks and you'll be fine on either test D or test SIP. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Half-life is not how long it's in your system. Half-life no. is how long half of it is in your system. So the active life, you multiply it by five. So let's say it's an eight day half-life. It's going to be in your system 45 days after your last injection. So it's in your, so you can definitely take it every other week. That's another misnomer people say, but usually people like to take it once or twice a week. So that's basically most popular one is in, in most selling because it can do a lot of things. You can use it for TRT. You can use it for on cycle as a base. You can just take testosterone by itself. A lot of people like to run testosterone by itself, 400, 500 milligrams a week, et cetera, et cetera. Go ahead, monster. Yeah, in terms of the half-life, I've had a very broad stroke because Steve's quite correct. We've seen so many different forms or reasons uh, for different half-lives. It would be pedantic to argue the toss in that regards. But it, 
I, I, I like to keep things real simple in that particular way, Steve. I would describe this, an amphate as being shorter than cypionate in terms of half-life. An ace or, or, or similar would be very short versus the longest version possible. For me, an amphate is somewhere in the middle and requires one or two jabs a week. If I was using cypionate, I'd almost certainly be using TRT and it'd be the less frequent as possible. So, for example, in the form of TRT, I've seen 16 to 21 days and Arguably, it's not unusual to hear people getting one pin a month with TRT, but it does tend to fall off at the end. It gets, it's a bit of back and forth, Steve. On an amphite, never really been a fan, never. Uh, my buddies loved it, and it formed, as you said, a test base for their strength stacks. I was doing similar at the time and saw very little benefit from it. Uh, and again, it's also going to come down to, for example, Steve, just frequency of pinning, and precisely what the majority of users are using PEDs for in the first place. And that's actually covered in a survey. So check it out. We'll link to that as part of uh, the article that we're going to associate with this podcast. So you can see for yourself the, the typical user, what the users were using it for. And then arguably you can figure out for yourself why they were using different forms of testosterone. So, yeah, number one and number two, exactly like Steve said. And I'm not at all surprised, to be honest with you, Steve. Um, ironically, when we were discussing on the forum, the trend fans was all over it, and I lulled because the trend fans were wrong. It was right there in the information. So, yeah, I think it's one of those things, Steve, in terms of experience as well, because, again, from the profile of the users, there's an argument to be made. Those people that have, for want of a better phrase, uh, elevated themselves to trend, become trend fans, and then trend seems to form part of their cycles all the time, certainly for a period of time, until they start to come towards the end of their training uh, life, if you like, uh, versus uh, because they know they're going to get a certain result, they know how they feel on it, and so on and so forth. So again, it's if you look at the, the demographic for users, Steve, not everybody trains forever. Not everybody trains for decades like you and I have. Certainly not for the four decades plus that I train. Typical demographic is actually two to three years, and that would be of the more regulars. If you take the typical gym users, it's about three bloody months. So it shouldn't be on PDs. But yeah, again, people in our community, people that listen to this podcast, typical demographic is two to three years. So that will explain also why they're making those particular choices. When we get to the third option, which I'm going to touch upon now, Steve, it's a bit different because for me, the third option is ironically, um, I've actually argued on other podcasts that back in the day, especially, this would be number one, but it isn't anymore. And that's good old fashioned Dynabar. Uh, quite simply because back in the day, the availability of steroids differed. And so for people of my age, as Steve calls me a boomer, it is one of those products that we all, everybody my age seemed to try first, literally dipping your toe into the water. But this isn't the argument about which one we use first. It was which one's the most popular. But it's still at number three, Steve. Why do you think it's still at number three? Price. You can buy B-Bowl. You can buy... Uh... Yeah. Five or six weeks of D-Bowl for less than it costs you to wash your car. That's why. Yeah. It's so fucking cheap. And um, a lot of people like that. And it works. And it's very dummy proof. It works. Like literally yes. you can take D-Bowl and a week later you're going to notice strength. You're going to notice size. You're going to notice mass. You're going to notice the scale moving. So it's it, – why wouldn't it be popular? And a lot of people like to use it in cycles. A lot of people like to stack some some D-Bowl to kickstart kick their cycle. It's it's it just shows you that people want size and strength and and to move the scale more than what we're led to believe. I think 
Um, so, but I think the price is definitely a huge factor, Mobster. You don't see Primo even the, in the top 10 <laughs> because of a price. Yeah. And Anavar would be up here. If Anavar was, if Anavar was as cheap as the bull, I bet yes. you Anavar would be in the top three, but it's not. And we're going to get to Anavar later because it, it does crack the top five. I think there's also an argument. If you look at the statistics listeners that associate with this article, um, in terms of the requirements. I suspect that the requirements change as people age. And there's also an argument to be made in terms of your, your PED experience. And when we have people come onto the forums, we specifically say, what, you know, how many times have I seen this? And I'm, I've never replied with a cycle or stack suggestion. Someone will come on and say, I have this drug stack in mind, but they won't say what their intention is, meaning... Do they want to get lean? Do they want to get strong? Do they want to get more muscular? I shouldn't assume that they want to get more muscular if they're looking to be stronger, for example. So when you look at this, as Steve said, we look at the, the typical demographic, and the demographic's going to be, uh, for example, in this particular biggest group, Steve, and I'll just click back onto that for a second while we're talking, the biggest group was 22 to 30, 42.85% uh, of the 2,385 men that were spoken to. So what is that? That is literally people that are becoming self-aware of how they look. So therefore, I suspect here, Steve, not there might be a small percentage of that, and I'm including myself in that particular demographic when I was that age, that wanted to be strong. But for the vast and great majority, they're going to want to appear to the ladies more muscular. So that, I think, explains some of the choices and the way that it works. There's something else that Steve's mentioned in a bunch of shows, and I've touched upon as well, and I'll refer back to number three for this particular example. Debo has a certain element of feel good. Now, both Debo and number uh, five, Anavar, can give you pumps, but the Debo pumps tend to be more pleasurable, such as they are. And that's down to things like glycogen, water retention, and so on and so forth. But the bottom line is you're training and you're pumping up. You're training, and if you're lean enough, the veins are popping out. And again, the CFC is dummy proof. 30 to 50 milligrams a day, job done, no mucking around. Keep the, if it's an oral, run it less than perhaps you might an injectable, but we can argue about lips for another podcast. I've run it as long as eight weeks. And for me, I 100%, the drugs that I use, the PEDs that I use, are pretty much done experiments, Steve. I know what works. I know what works for me specifically. And I know what I'm aiming for when I go to the gym, whether it's strength or muscle or whatever else. And I say, right, okay, if I take D-Bowl, I'm going to put on this amount of weight on cycle. My muscle is going to swell. My leverage is going to improve. And if I combine it with a strength training program, just having the leverage, for example, on bench press or overhead press, I'm going to press or bench more weight. It's as simple as that. I don't need to be five or 10 pounds heavier, but I want to be a little bit bigger to press or bench more weight. And I know D-Bowl is going to do that for me. Anavar, for example, at number five, every single time I take Anavar, I get stronger momentarily, while I'm on cycle, I will get stronger, 5 or 10%. That's more than enough to, for me to hit a certain particular target. I'd imagine it's exactly the same for, for those other people that were profiled and, and whatever, Steve. I'm going to jump in number four. Now, this is, a, this is one for me. I have used it, and ironically, although I'm not a fan, I'm going to say it like a fan, because when I was doing my cut recently, Steve, part of the, the product I was using included Trembolone. And I started by losing weight, as you'd expect me to do on a cut, keeping my waist down throughout the whole of the cut, 
and I ironically started the recomposition, adding muscle back on while my waist stayed smaller. So in other words, I got leaner, which is the whole point of a cut. And yet the scale crept up to the beginning of the cut weight. So for me, it was incredibly successful as using part of that product, the trend, Steve, because it worked. So I can't deny its effectiveness. And therefore, I can see that's the reason why it's in here. There's something else to be said for trend. And I suspect that's also part of the demographic as well. And I'm thinking more of my time on various bodybuilding, weightlifting, whatever forums. I'm old enough and ugly enough to know that I can say this stuff going back 20 years in terms of forum activity and whatever, specifically associated with bodybuilding, weightlifting and the like. And trend has a kind of status, almost legendary status among a certain percentage of the community. Now, the guys on the forum thought trend was going to be number one. And I've got a slightly tongue-in-cheek, I suggest. In reality, Trent is on this list because it works. And those that like Trent really like Trent. They would literally call them Trent fans. I've seen phrases like Trent is gold, Trent is God. And not just on our forums, they've got on other forums a long time ago. I think for people, they associate it as being kind of hardcore. That If you use it, you're kind of hardcore. You're serious about what you're doing. But it works in terms of the side effects. And the potential for making you feel not very nice, that's also kind of high. We know that the side effects can actually be a disaster for some people. And there's even a form of, I think you've talked about this, Steve, that it's kind of inflammatory and it can make you feel kind of horrible. Uh, but in terms of the actual recomposition, strength and so on, I think Steve will jump in here. Haven't you said, Steve, that when you use Trend, that was when you was at your absolute strongest, Steve? Yeah, so Trend, it's not an expensive steroid for, like literally you could just take 200 milligrams of Trend a week and it would blow away any other cycle you've ever done in, in most situations. That's that's how powerful Trend is. So really the value, I would say, the value of using it would be tremendous uh, for the results you get. You can definitely hit all-time strength PRs on it. You can definitely get the biggest, and most muscular you've ever gotten on it. It's a great nutrient partitioner, better than any of the major steroids that are out there. Um, it's basically going to make your food work that much better, make everything, your carbs, your protein, your fats, everything's going to work better in your body when you're on trend, and it's going to help boost your muscle size and strength. And it, it, it again, like you can, there's no equivalent. Like I can't say, a lot of people who don't have experience with steroids, a lot of these people who are like self-proclaimed gurus on this stuff, who really don't know shit, they'll say dumb things like, well, every anabolic steroid you can compare. Well, what I mean by that is they'll say, well, you can run 2,000 milligrams of testosterone and that will compare to 250 milligrams of trend. And I say, no, that's not true. You'll still get better results on that little bit of trend in a shorter amount of time than you will on testosterone, even if you hack the dosage up, because on the testosterone, you get so much water retention that it's going to end up being counterproductive, you see. So trend is an amazing steroid with recomping. You can cut on it. Um, some people literally they'll take trend and they'll eat shit on trend and they'll they'll cut like crazy. Um, you know, it's not something I recommend you do. And it's not something that's good for your gut health at all. These are the same guys who are like on like five different drugs by the time they're 50 years old because their gut is messed up. They have to take like, uh, they have to take fucking, 
heartburn medication they have to take all the probiotics and enzymes and everything just to digest their food because they fuck up their health um because they did trend and they ate shitty at the same time because trend will mess up your gut it's so inflammatory in the body that'll mess up your gut another reason mobster trend is number four is that if you're a competitor and you're going on stage i don't care if you're a professional bodybuilder at the highest level in the open competition, heavyweight competition, if you're middleweight, if you're a physique competitor and you're going on stage and with those big shorts, it doesn't matter. Okay. If the guy next to you on stage is on trend, he's got an advantage. So you better be using trend if you wanna if you wanna go anywhere at a competition. So everybody who competes, they're gonna use trend at some point. It may be ahead of your cycle. Usually with my clients who are competing, I'll have them drop the trend. I'll have them take the trend and drop the trend like a week, two weeks, three weeks ahead of time. It depends on their situation. Because you don't look the best on trend. You look the best like after you come off a of trend, the next one, two, three weeks after. Because that inflammation goes away and then you're left with just that pure muscle look and that those cuts. So I'll have them drop the trend and continue using something like Winstrol or Masteron um, on so that they can really cut down and, and, and be as lean and as ripped as possible. So trend, I mean, one and another thing too, Momster, which is why trend is is number, number four on the list, is once you go trend, it's hard to ever go back to using Primo. You know what I'm saying? It, it's hard. Or even testosterone. It's hard to go back to using testosterone. It's just... It just, it blows you away. You get such fast results on trend that it blows away any other steroid. And it's just like, it hits you like a, a ton of bricks within the first week or two on it. Even if you're running just 200, 250 milligrams. Any other steroid, Primo, Equipoise, Testosterone, Masteron, any of these injectables out there. If you take just 200, 250 milligrams a week, Within two weeks, it's not going to hit you like a ton of bricks like Trend will. And then with Trend, when you're on it, you feel like you want to just smash. You know, you want to, you just feel like an absolute Neanderthal when you're on it. It gives you this feeling. I'm not going to use the word alpha because everyone uses that word alpha and they've kind of completely bastardized the term. And they don't even understand what alpha is. You know, these people are like, oh, I'm alpha, I'm alpha. If you if you have to go around and claim you're alpha, you're not alpha, you see? But I'm saying when you're on trend, my point is you feel that, you know what I'm saying? It's hard to describe, mobster. And you ran trend, you probably know what I'm talking about, but you run trend, it's just like you feel like those androgens are in your system. And believe me when I say it can be sensed from people when you're on trend. Yeah, like people yeah. will treat you differently when you're on trend. They can sense let, let, your, your, yourself. Yeah. Let me give you a sort of analogy just for myself or a sort of a perspective for myself and perhaps a perspective for other people. So I felt kind of toxic. Uh, uh, again, part of that was, of course, I was cutting. So I was eating less and I was doing more cardio. So I'm going to feel tired, fucked, whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, I definitely knew that I was on trend. Had I been eating more and, and gone into beast mode for whatever better phrase, Steve, down the local gym or here in my house, I suspect it would have been a different conversation entirely. If I hadn't been cutting, if I'd have been on a bulk, if I'd have been on a strength thing, I think I'd have felt differently. Here's the thing as well. 
And I've used this analogy when I've described the, the people that are Trent fans. It is literally a uh, for them a drug that they can feel, and I mean feel, working. Like when you're just sitting there chilling the fuck out after training, when you're sitting there watching the TV of a night time. I don't have the sense of when I use Debo or Anifar or, or anything else, Steve, of sitting there with my feet up reading a book or whatever or doing this podcast of being on as such. I might notice the scale changing or an increase in the muscle size. I will certainly see, and you can see this from my log, an increase in the weights and so on and so forth when I'm doing other things. But train you kind of feel, for a lot of users, you, I'm, I'm on. I can feel it on. The alpha thing, I think, is slightly exaggerated. But it might be a combination of two things. It actually might be that sense of irritation, the quote-unquote toxicity that I referred to earlier on, kind of making them kind of itchy and edgy and whatever else. And then they like that because, hey, man, I'm on steroids. I can feel them working. And also um, the difference between being on and off cycle. I think there's an argument to be made that when they're using train, they tend to be on other steroids at the same time. And therefore, and you and I are quite good examples of this, I favour in my both my bulk and my cut. I think my cut was actually sensible level, but my bulk, my recent bulk, which followed the cut, ironically, was the highest amount of steroids I've ever used. And it was only just over a gram listeners. That's fuck all really, in the great scheme of things. But I've always done very, very well with under a gram, three quarters of a gram per week. And so, again, uh, how I felt on on the bulk was great in the gym, hits and PRs, etc., etc. Absolutely no doubt about it. Um, but being as I was on 336 pounds is not a comfortable place to be. It's not a ridiculous amount of weight over and above what I am doing sitting here doing this podcast. But I felt it. So there's an argument to be made in that particular regards against it. I think something that you and I have talked about when we've actually talked about the reason why some people TRT, and you certainly wasn't used train as part of the TRT, and, and this alpha, this thing that Steve referred to, is actually skewed science. You can look that up for yourself. But it's the difference between low testosterone and some of the effects of having low testosterone and how you feel and high testosterone trend, even at sensible dosages, two to 300 milligrams a week, it's kind of a drug that makes you feel alpha, even if they misunderstand what alpha is. Essentially, a big dog surrounded by small dogs. And I think there's an argument to be made, and this applies to testosterone replacement, especially if you're a low T kind of person, in terms of your personality, your profile, how you how you deal with the world, etc. We've done this, and it's the reason why some people use drugs for these particular purposes. So politicians, salesmen, people that need to exhibit leadership skills and to motivate the troops, motivate the sales team, go out there and take the world by the throat in an aggressive job. For example, Steve, the, 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 the shares and, and, and banking desk, whatever else, where the guys are there 12, 14, 15 hours a day, earning hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. It's a very dog-eat-dog kind of atmosphere and attitude. And those people have gone away and looked at microdoses certain particular drugs, as well as testosterone as a way of enhancing their alphaness, their, their big doggedness, whatever you want to call it. And those people will tell you that trend for, as an example, just make you feel like you are fucking out there, ass kicking 24-7. No one's going to mess with me. I'm going to kick ass, etc. It might be a mistake, guys, because you can still get your ass kicked. If you haven't turned into a 300-pound monster that can bench press the world, 
and you happen to be high-level MMA, you can still get your ass kicked, but it makes you feel like you can ask it. It makes you feel like you're the boss. And so certainly for a, a lot of trend users, I can see that being a particular reason. Uh, uh, certainly would never, in my opinion, Steve, run it at high dosages. Uh, and in fact, my cut cycle had, I think it was circa uh, 200 or so milligrams and whatever else. Let's get into the last one, Steve, which is Anivar. As you know, I am a huge fan of Anivar. Huge. Quite simply, and I mentioned this earlier on, Steve, love the fact that I can guarantee a 5% increase on my strength numbers. So when I'm doing a strength challenge, when I want to hit a PR, again, let's use the bench press. It's very common lift. I know that on Anivar, uh, I will hit those kind of numbers. As an example, I run Anivar for nine days. That was all. At the end of my bolt, the majority of the cycle, there's a little tiny bit of debolt at the beginning. Just sort of get the fucking, as I'm not a big fan of kickstarting, but what the hell, let's put some weight on. Sussed and Decker throughout. And then a tiny bit of Anavati, and I didn't need to be more than the 336 fucking pounds I got to, but I wanted to guarantee a big number on the bench press. And I ended up hitting 429 pounds. So for me, it's a given. The only issue is that, and I never had this on this cycle, ironically, because I didn't go to, to 50 milligrams, it's 30 milligrams a day. Again, I was using other drugs, I didn't need to go any higher. And I also mentioned the sheer amount that I was taking, so that was plenty. Thank you very much. But when I have run it solo at 50 milligrams, I've had those horrendous pumps, Steve. But I can see here, for me, again, it's almost like Debo, and it's idiot-proof, Steve. You don't put a lot of weight on like you would on Debo, but you will put some on. But as a strength enhancer for me, and I suspect for the people that have put it here as solo or as part of a stack, I can absolutely see why it's in there. I mean, I looked down at the bonus one, Steve. I'll get you to come back and talk about Anivar and the bonus. Deca. I love Deca again because when I use it in combination with Sustanon, which is a core form of testosterone, multiple esters, um, I absolutely always bulk up. So for me, those two in combination absolutely work fine for me. So, yeah, what do you think on Anivar, Steve, specifically, and then Decanate as a bonus? Yeah, and Anivar, one of the reasons, too, fat loss. I think uh, very, very important. There are some fat loss properties of Anivar, the way it messes, um, it helps your metabolism increase a little bit. So you're burning just an, an extra amount of calories. doesn't affect your appetite, so you can cut on it. A lot of people like to use Anivar to finish cycles. A lot of people like to use Anivar as a solo run. So there's different benefits to Anivar. Um, and it's expensive, though. But, you know, Anivar is one of those I would encourage people to definitely use it. And I would encourage you, even if you use it in the past, use it again. Because a lot of times, Anivar, I know I've been guilty of this myself. I've used fake Anivar. Back in the day, I've definitely picked up fake Anivar at least once or twice in my life. Um, so I definitely, myself, you know, definitely want to use it at some point. Myself and then use legitimate Anavar to actually test out as Anavar because a lot of times sources will use fake products in place of Anavar because of it, it is expensive. But Anavar was extremely popular, extremely popular before it uh, left the market. And then when it came back, it was really, really expensive. And then the last one, the bonus one, where we'll just add this one because the first couple, Mobster and I, we kind of argued back and forth and debated about testosterone eat testosterone sip i said monster they should be just you should just make that number one test sip test e same thing and monster's yeah, like they're no both, they're not they're the same thing Steve. No, they're not the no. same thing we should have them oh, separate yeah it was the top five selling not, not not necessarily whether they're the same or not 
So I said so the let, same thing. We have, so you guys said, in the yeah. comments, let us know what you think. Do you agree yeah. with me or do you agree with Monster on that? But I, I told Monster, <laughs> let's include Decca, And Decca yes. comes in at number six. Um, and we're just going to include that as a bonus in case you were run, wondering. And the one after Decca is Equipoise in case you were wondering. But Decca is a good one if you want a bulk. It's great. It's basically testosterone. I look at it like almost like the way you look at peptides, like HGH peptides. They the way they kind of played around with them. Deca basically was played around with. It's a nandrolone. It's a long ester nandrolone from testosterone. They adjusted the atom. They made it less androgenic, way less androgenic, and and, and less estrogenic. It's, it's a fifth or a fourth less androgenic. Um, Am I using the term correctly, mobster? It's like 70 or 75% less androgenic. I'll put it that way, than, than testosterone. So a lot of people back in your day, mobster, like to use DECA. A lot of guys your age like to use DECA to this day. That's yeah. their, that's a top steroid for them, for people your age. Yeah. Yeah. They have yeah. a lot of respect for DECA because they want size. They want strength. DECA is great for that. When I took DECA, my appetite was crazy. I could not become satiated. When I was on DECA, I would want to eat like two meals instead of one meal. So it's great. Well, I've, I've used this story, Steve. Another night, I said I was eating a meal and I was actually thinking about the next meal I was going to eat afterwards because my appetite, literally hungry for the next meal while I've got food in my fucking mouth. That's how bad it's been in the past, guys. So absolutely. I think it's also, again, going back to the demographic, hold people holding on to muscle. So again, older people, men especially, tend to lose muscle as they get older. So holding on to muscle rather than building new muscle tissue and so on and so forth. And again, as an element of the feel-good factor. I mean, there's drugs on this list of the top 10 that I've never even used. I've yet to use, ironically, the Sosriocipionate. Uh, so, yeah, listen, what do you think about the top 10? What would be your own top four, top five? And have you used all the drugs on this particular list? What's your demographic? Give us some suggestions. No, no names, no no addresses. But it gives us a little profile of yourself as a listener and in terms of the top four, top five, top ten that you've used because we'd be interested. And why do you like those particular products? Why Whether they've worked for you, what hasn't worked for you, and so on and so forth. Definitely love to see the feedback on that particular one, Stephen. I think we could talk about that in another podcast if we get enough listeners to give us that kind of information. Please note, we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It's our view is based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.